Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is the Gospel lesson, Luke chapter 12, verses 49 to 53. And we read these words again in the name of our Lord. I came to throw fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already ignited. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is finished. Do you think that I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Yes, from now on there will be five divided in one household, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have come into your house to hear your holy word and to be strengthened in our faith through it. Therefore, we ask you to speak to us through it, dispel our doubts and fears and reassure us that Jesus is our Savior. Help us to be divided from the world so that we would follow him. Bless us with your spirit that we would leave the world behind and cling to Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. In Christ Jesus, dear fellow redeemed. Running from north to south, almost the entire length of the continent in Australia, is a mountain range. It's the third longest mountain range in the world, about 2,300 miles. With regards to mountain ranges, though, it's, it's not very tall. The highest peak is Mount Kosciuszko, and that's only about 7,300 feet. Most of the mountain range is about 2,000 to 3,000 feet. So it's not a very great mountain range in the sense of its height. And yet, it is called the Great Dividing Range. It's the Great Dividing Range for a number of reasons. Um, probably the first is that when the settlers settled in Sydney, it took them 25 years to find a path through the mountains inland. The mountain range there was a barrier, a great divide from the rest of the country. And there are many places along the mountain range where they struggled to find a way through. So it's a great divide. It's also a divide with the climate. The, the land east of the Great Dividing Range, so between the range and the coast, typically has very good rainfall. Once you get to the west, very quickly a rain shadow develops. And in fact, most of the land west of the Great Dividing Range is pretty much desert. So you have this huge north-south divide with regards to climate. It's also a divide with regards to the population. Most Australians live east of the Great Dividing Range. 
Once you get west, you're in the outback. And there's very few people there. So this mountain range running north to south, though it may not be great in the sense of its height, divides Australia. You either live on the east or the west of the great dividing range. There is a great dividing range running through the population of the earth. It's not geological. It's theological. And that great dividing range is one person. And that person is Jesus the Christ. You are either with him or you are against him. And so all of humanity has been divided for Christ. Today's words, words of Jesus, probably seem a little unusual to us. They're not the way that we normally imagine Jesus speaking. He says in our first verse, I came to throw fire on the earth and how I wish it were already ignited. And then a verse later, he says, do you think that I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. When we imagine Jesus speaking, we often focus on his words of love and forgiveness. That he came to bring peace and unite us all. This is a very different image of Jesus. He came to bring fire. He came to bring division. Why is that? There is something that I think we often forget about ourselves and about humanity. And here would be an example of it. We talk about Adam and Eve's sin as the fall into sin. And we'll speak about it on the basis of sin. And that's certainly valid. But there's another silent implication to the fall into sin that we often don't think about. When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God, They divided themselves from God and they chose to be God's enemies. Adam and Eve caused a great divide between God and humanity. And that divide is in us too. And if we're honest, we'll acknowledge that divide. There is still a part of us that is an enemy of God that is at war with God. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul talks about this war, that the sinful nature in us is still active and it's fighting against the Spirit. Do you acknowledge that you have an enemy within. 
do you acknowledge that you are at war with God, or at least a part of you? And if you don't acknowledge that, you need to look at the evidence in your life. You need to look at the ways that you wage war against God. Just consider, how easy is it for you to lie? God is truth. How easy is it for you to tell what you know is an untruth, a lie? Where does that come from? It comes from the enemy within. How easy is it for you to take something that doesn't belong to you? Where does that come from? That's the enemy within. How easy is it for you to hate someone? Or maybe you don't want to use the hate. Let's say, hold a grudge. Where does that come from? That comes from the enemy within. That's just a few of the examples how we wage war against God. There is a great divide between mankind by nature and God. In fact, Paul tells us that the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. By nature, we are enemies of God. And that enemy still lives inside of you. So you then are at war. You by faith are at war with yourself. There's a battle going on inside of you. So should we be surprised when Jesus says, I came to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were ignited. Don't think I've come to, come, come to bring peace but division. Jesus here is verbalizing the war between God and man. And you know it's true because you battle that war every day. Every day you try to live as God would have you live. You are fighting against the enemy within. So we are by nature enemies of God opposed to Him. And as such, we deserve His fire and wrath. We deserve to be separated from Him for eternity. The great divide, sin, should keep us away from God. But that's not what God wanted. God didn't want to remain separated us forever. He wanted to breach the gap. He wanted to tear down the barrier. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus came to redeem us back to Himself, back to God. 
While we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. And in our text, Jesus spoke of a baptism that he had to undergo. And he wishes it was finished. That baptism was Jesus' suffering and death on the cross. Jesus, to take away the great divide of sin between us and God, had to take all of that sin into His own body. And He had to bear that tremendous load. All of our lying, all of our stealing, all of our hatred and anger, our evil lust, everything that we've ever done wrong, Jesus had to claim as his very own. God couldn't simply sweep away our sins as if to hide them under the rug. They were too great. God had to deal with sin. So Jesus claimed it as his own. In that sense, your sins are no longer yours. They have been taken away. Jesus has claimed them. And Jesus has paid for them. Here Jesus said that he wished that baptism was finished. When it was, that is what he declared from the cross. It is finished. His work of salvation was complete. The sins of the world were taken away and paid for. Everything that separated you from God had now been swept away. Through Jesus, there is a safe path through the mountain of sin to the presence of God. So you no longer have to be divided from God. Through faith in Jesus, you can be united with Him. But that's going to mean you have to be divided from the world. Jesus spoke of a family being five in a family, two against three and three against two. And he speaks our father is divided against a son, a mother against a daughter, a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. He's speaking of the division that faith in Christ works. If you're going to seek safety in Christ, you're going to have to leave the world behind. And your relationship with Christ is the most important thing. It's more important than the blood flowing through your veins and your connection with other people through it. It's more important than your wedding vows. Your relationship with Christ is the most important thing. And because of it, 
you may have to let go of earthly relationships. Because of it, your family may be divided. Because of it, you may lose friends. But if you have Jesus, you have everything you need. You have the forgiveness of sins. You have eternal life. You have life waiting for you in heaven. And yet, don't those earthly relationships still pull at us? They team up with the enemy within and try to drag us away from Jesus. But we need to be mindful of what is at stake. To let go of Jesus is to let go of everything. Is to let go of life here in time and hereafter in eternity. So hold on to Jesus. Yes, He's going to divide you from the world. As we live our lives, that seems like a bad thing. But there's going to come a time, a day, when you will realize how good that is. Jesus said that when the Son of Man comes in glory, He will gather all the nations of the earth before Him and He will separate the sheep from the goats as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And the sheep will be on His right and to them He will say, Come, blessed of My Father, receive the kingdom. And to those on His left, He will say, Depart from Me, you evildoers. Which side of the divide will you be on? Hold on to Jesus and He will take you as His sheep to be with Him in heaven forever. So there is a great divide amongst humanity. You are either with Jesus or you are against Him. You are either alive spiritually because of the life He has won for you, or you are dead in your trespasses and sins. So be divided from the world and cling to Christ. To Him be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.